This is She Talk Live. Hello. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes. And thank you, Jody, for joining us tonight. We have uh, our normal crew. That's me and Carla. We're always bringing you She Talk Live here from the FTL studio. And FTL is, of course, Free Talk Live. We just have a little cute nickname for ourselves. And Jody's joining us for the first time tonight. So welcome, Jody. Thank you. Yeah. And we should give everybody a proper introduction. But first, I just want to lead off with uh, letting you all know our phone number. And that is 603-435-1105. One more time, 603-435-1105. And of course, you can always watch us on the cam at cam.freetalklive.com or cam.lrn.fm. And as a professional radio host, I don't let myself be distracted by... uh, idiots in the studio <laughs> but, but that. since i'm not a professional radio host i do maybe we'll start with retardlin our number one <laughs> that's that sounds good and for our listeners who are just tuning in for the first time um carla has a little alter ego that comes out sometimes on the show her name is retardla and we love her just as much as we love carla so okay let's introduce ourselves just in case we have new listeners that have never heard our show before I'm Stephanie. I'm a uh, person who's in, has moved to New Hampshire in 2006 as part of the Free State Project, and I love to do activism, right? <laughs> as I think all of us in this room do. Absolutely. I've, one of my favorite things to do is outreach and media type stuff. I enjoy writing and doing podcasts. I have my own show called Pork Therapy, and it's about relationships. We talk about them from a liberty-oriented perspective. If you're interested, you can go to my website, porctherapy.com, and check out my show. And I write lots of other things. I guess I uh, don't want to give a complete exhaustive list here, but you'll see my writings pop up from time to time. And of course, I host uh, She Talk Live with these lovely ladies. <laughs> and Carla, we, we can move on to Carla. She is my regular co-host on She Talk Live. Yes. And we have a rotating third host, which is Jody today. But uh, we've had many lovely ladies of the Free State Project in the past. And Carla is actually the president of the Free State Project, newly appointed. Queen Quill. Newly crowned, (laughs) I guess we should say. We call her Queen Quill for a nickname. Because I'm so prickly. (laughs) Yes. I, I heard a story about a South African porcupine of some strange variety this weekend that can actually... The person at first said, shoot its quills, but I think it's actually just releases the quills. I don't think it's that uh, evil. (laughs) But the person was telling me a story about how this porcupine could actually kill a lion with its quills. So that sounded pretty bad. Wow. Yeah. And of course, the porcupine is the mascot, I guess, of the Free State Project. And why is that, Carla? Um, because uh, they're very peaceful creatures, but of course you don't really want to mess with one. So the idea is sort of, um, I think porcupines like to be left alone, and that's sort of what we're all about as well, is we just would like to be left alone. Yeah, absolutely. Very cute, and but just don't step on them. My, yes. My, don't, don't my dog Cody has learned that um, the hard way twice. Oh, a yeah. face full of quills? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's sad. not good. How about skunks? Has he ever encountered oh, a yes, skunk? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes. That was great. Neil came to the rescue. Oh, uh, that's good. Bathed yeah. him. It was great. And, and of course, um, we can introduce Jody now, too. Jody's talking a lot about animals because she lives on a farm, right? And Jody is from the Bardo Project. That's you want to tell us a little bit more about that? About Bardo? Yeah. Um, sure. We're, um, let's see. Well, we all moved to New Hampshire in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a 210-acre property, mostly woods. Uh, we we breed pigs and rabbits and, and raise a lot of other animals. Um, and train people like me how to kill them. <laughs> that's true. Only if they want to. <laughs> well, I, I want yes. to 
to eat them. Because I'm all a, a closet psychopath. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, nobody could take that seriously. Carla's like the nicest person yes. in the world. Oh, yeah, you should have seen her cleaning out a turkey. <laughs> well, well, can I just say, you know, around Thanksgiving time when we were calling the turkeys, um, it gets really cold up here at that time of year. And it's sort of you're working and it's wet working and wet feathers. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. we were sort of taking turns to to clean out the turkeys because that's where it's warm. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things you never wanted to know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a total pansy when it comes to this. I don't want to kill animals, but I, I definitely want to eat them. I'm the biggest meat eater you can imagine, but the biggest fail when you could think about killing them so, so you I wouldn't honest, be able to watch oh i'm sorry oh i, I probably would i just kind of I, I kind of prefer not to and maybe i'd develop a thicker skin if i actually did it myself a few times but getting over that hump has been something that i've kind of procrastinated i've always kind of thought you know if i'm going to be a meat eater i should be able to kill animals myself and i should be able to know that they're raised humanely and that they've died a happy death because they had a happy life uh, and of course, you know, the Bardo farm is like the perfect place to do that because I've seen your animals through their whole life and I know that they're happy. Uh, I guess it's just been a little bit tough for me to deal with. So I've kind of avoided it so far. But this is like intimate confessions on She Talk Live. Right. I will just so you know, I mean, if you want the opportunity, I, you know, I'm putting this on radio, so I hope it's true. Um, I, <laughs> I think we're going to be doing a harvest at Bardo Farm Fest the end of this month, mm-hmm. um, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Awesome. Okay, uh, so, so now I have to. I've I've said it, so I have to do. I have to follow through on it. So, you don't. Okay. You don't have to, but you know. You can. <laughs> it's, um, I, to be honest, I was scared the first time I did it, too. I sort of have very much this, a similar philosophy as you. I'm a meat eater, and I felt like, well, you know, it's good to know where your, your food comes from mm-hmm. and to know also that should you need to, you could take care of yourself was sort of an element of that for me, too. Mm-hmm. And um, the first year, and honestly, the first turkey I killed, I mean, I cried. I, did you? I did, oh, wow. you know, and, and it, you know, it, it was tough, but I also felt a sense of, of satisfaction and almost closure. I mean, that was the bird that we ate that Thanksgiving and it was, it was, feels good. It, 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 it feels good. And yeah. it was, it was liberating and it was empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Jody, uh, you can tell us a little bit more about the Bardo project and why you're, why you're doing this. Cause I think that's important. Very interesting. Oh, we're all doing it for different reasons. It's not like a unified reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, last time on She Talk Live, I think some people from the Bardo Farm called in, and you guys have a, a get together every Sunday night. You have a potluck, a little community thing where do. people people gather in the Upper Valley region of New Hampshire, where all of us ladies are from, and it's always a really fun time. And I, I think we described it when on your call as sort of a combination of uh, a like an off the grid living and an intentional community and a sustainability kind of thing. And also a learning experience to become more uh, self-sufficient, I guess. Self-sufficient and also to figure out what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the idea behind Bardo. Yeah, yeah. It's a Tibetan word, right? It right. Means- which means between lives. Mm-hmm. And, and the metaphor we're taking out of it is going to a place that you can just um, figure out what you really want to do with your life mm-hmm. and make it happen. You know, that's cool. I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I wanted to kill turkeys for a living. <laughs> right. That's sort of a parallel thing. I mean, <laughs> though some people are interested in the animals. Neil and Emily love animals, and this is this works for them. This is their bliss, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so great. So we'll be talking all about that, I'm sure, more later in the show. But 
if you want to give us a call, our number once again is 603-435-1105. In the meantime, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. And I think the biggest thing that's on all three of our minds today, ladies, is Free Keen Fest, right? We had a sure. great time in Keen today at the Free Keen Festival. It's a event that happens at least twice a year, mm-hmm. as far as I know, right? There's a fall one and then there's a, a spring one. And I remember that there's a fall one because last fall I was coming to host Free Talk Live for Ian because he was at a talk radio convention. And I remember I got stuck in traffic because there were pumpkins in the road. <laughs> there were um, <laughs> there were people all over the place. There's like 60,000 people that come into Keene. Not for Free Keene Fest, but for Pumpkin Fest. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we wish it was for Free Keene Fest. But actually, there were a lot of people that showed up at Free Keene Fest. A bunch of different liberty organizations all gathered together in, a, in the same place showcasing things for sale and stuff to promote their their particular projects and organizations. Yeah, I actually got one of your t-shirts for you the did. free aid. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. And uh we'll we'll definitely talk more about free aid, but um for now just about Free Keen Fest. Did you ladies have any thoughts about it? Any impressions? Well, um, we we got here a little late, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, one, the weather was fantastic, which is always nice. So we had a beautiful spring day and it was nice to be outside. The bands were great. Um, yeah, nice. I turnout. believe they did. a. Um, we missed this. And, you know, everyone knows I like to tipple, i.e. drink a little. <laughs> <laughs> tipple. That's cute. That's I a like real that. word. <laughs> well, you'll have to find out. <laughs> In the next segment, what we did at Free Keen Fest, it's really good. <laughs> so you're going to want to stick with us. 603-435-1105 is our number. We'll talk more about Free Keen Fest when we return and whatever else is on your mind. Give us a call. This is She Talk Live, and we'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening to our show tonight. I am Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes, and we're so excited to be your entertainment for the evening. <laughs> if you'd like to give us a call, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. The number is 603-435-1105. One more time, 603-435-1105. And of course, if you go to freetalklive.com, you can find all kinds of cool content, archives going back to 2006, news updates, um, listeners submitted show prep, and the cam where you can stalk us like the creepy pervs outside of our window at the studio right now. (laughs) We're trying not to get distracted by them, but ooh, it's hard. (laughs) And inside the studio as well. Yeah, we have an audience. We do. We have a live audience because it's been a a busy day here in Keene. Sure has. We had free Keene Fest today, and we were just talking about that in the last segment, and a lot of people came from all different parts of New Hampshire, all different kinds of activists. And so we started discussing this uh, last segment, ladies, right? But um, there were all kinds of organizations that came out today. Nobody asked for uh, permission, right? Nobody got a permit. Everyone just peacefully came to a place in Keene called Railroad Square. And there was a band playing. There were people selling things. There were people gambling, playing poker. So doing a little... Oh, blackjack. Okay, well, see, this just shows that I didn't engage in that particular activism because I was actually doing a little activism of my own when I wasn't laying on the hammock. I (laughs) I was running a booth for an organization called Free Aid, and Free Aid is a mutual aid and... um educational organization and what we do is it's kind of a network of people who are in the healthcare field who are also 
liberty lovers of all different kinds. And what we do is provide volunteer emergency medical services and first aid, as as well as uh, CPR education and other health and wellness education at different liberty-oriented events. And it's really kind of an organization that's geared towards getting the community together and providing some of this these services that I think people tend to have a hard time envisioning how they would happen without the state. Do you guys agree with that? I, I do. And actually, I have an example. I don't know if you recall, but at Liberty Forum last year, we actually did have a situation where someone had a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a difficult catch-22 because... Mm-hmm. The person had passed out, um, had clearly taken medication they shouldn't have taken. There was something not right. Mm. And we did get um, one of our state reps, who's also a free state member, is an EMT. And um, so the initial, you know, people were like, should we call the police? Should we call 911? Should we call emergency? You know, and Mm -hmm. so the idea came out, let's let's contact Jen first and have her come in. And who's Jen for our listeners who don't know? um, Jen Kofi. She's a representative. um, She's a free state participant. Oh, she was so memoir. she was the rep that you were referring to yes. before. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And um and so she came up and and you know decided it was a medical emergency and we did end up calling um for for an ambulance mm-hmm. but I was so excited when I heard about free aid because mm-hmm. it sort of takes that sort of dilemma situation out of our hands and we just you know we're going into situations with a solution. Yeah. I really am excited about that also for that reason. And I like to view it as a form of agorism. I mean, when people think of agorism, like I guess the if the technical definition is this is going to sound so horrible for people who have never heard it before, but revolutionary market anarchism. Okay, and so (laughs) (laughs) saying that sounds pretty scary to some people, I think. But people, a lot of the people who engage in agorism or agorism, however you want to pronounce it, are you know, a lot of times selling food, selling cookies, <laughs> doing stuff like that, selling T-shirts, um, yep. gathering places without getting a license or a permit, things like that. And, you know, agorism is really, I, I suppose, I think of it as something that um, makes the state obsolete or not necessary. Right. Anyway. And in some ways, I mean, I, I don't know what the textbook definition is, but I see it as sort of it's it's any kind of black market service mm-hmm. or but um, I don't product. think about volunteer first aid as a as a black market service. You know, it just sounds so. Well, it of course, different. I don't think of it that yeah. way. And and and, but that's because we're letting you know the 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 white market sort of define that the black market is oh, it's this scary thing. But really, all that it is is volunteerism. It's Absolutely. free trade. It's exchange between willing parties. Mm-hmm. And, and in this case, it's it's donation of time and services and caring and concern um, by. By certain people in the movement who care about others and creating that sense of community. And I think it's really important to have that safety net that kind of comes from mutual aid, but doesn't come from the state and say, we have this and we can provide this on a voluntary basis. Nobody's stealing money from anyone else. I mean, we we raised almost $200 for our organization just at Little Free Keen Fest today. And that was all of, you know, voluntary donations and um, from people who care and who like this service and who want to support us. So I was really excited to see that people are getting behind this concept of, you know, providing this mutual aid network from kind of from within. I really like to see that. So I don't know. And I mean, Jody, living kind of off the grid as you do, it must be, um, you must have to know some stuff about wilderness, uh, medic you know like medical you're so looking at the wrong person here <laughs> jody dances <laughs> 
Well, she does dance, but... <laughs> You know, everybody has their own talents and skills, I guess you could say. And part of the cool thing about the concept of the wisdom of the crowds or free markets, uh, what have you, decentralized knowledge, that kind of thing, is that everybody can kind of have their area of expertise and can combine that with other people's skills and talents to enrich everyone's lives. And that's kind of what I saw happening today at Free Keen Fest with free aid there and everything. Absolutely. And and that's sort of, uh, you know, that metaphor goes to the Bardo farm as Mm -hmm. well, of course, because, you know, people are specialized in different areas. And, you know, you know, if you're doing this, you want this. If you want a private dance class. Well, yeah, you figure out how to do it. I mean, the thing that we have is more resourcefulness and, Mm. uh, you know, and we're learning more of it. We just... You got to do stuff and you got to figure out how and you have to, look, you know, be safe and, mm-hmm. you you know. Yeah. And actually, I think that's one of the things and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what's so fun. I mean, certainly when I go to visit there is that whole idea of people uh, figuring things out because, you know, we're smart people and we like to be challenged. And so there's something to be said for, hey, this tractor broke. How would we fix it? You yes. know, and to say nothing of the cost that it would take to bring it someplace else. Exactly. And the inconvenience. Yep. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. no reason not to figure it out if you're already inclined that way. Yeah. Not everybody does everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I'm really interested in the concept of, of off-the-grid living and sustainability and kind of being self-sufficient. However, I also think that I, I have this little... Maybe we could talk about this on the air, Jody, because I have this little... Um, thought that comes up in my mind every time I think of that. And it's like, okay, if I took this to an absurd extreme and I live completely by myself in the middle of the woods and I have to make everything and do everything myself, I'm going to be barely eking out an existence, right? I'm going to be just subsisting and I'm not going to have any free time because I'm going to have to like make everything from my own clothes to my own food to my shelter. And uh, I, I have a hard time envisioning that raising my standard of living so there has to be some kind of a balance between, you know, being in touch with your food and where it comes from and knowing how to have basic survival skills and stuff like that and living in the woods and doing everything for yourself, right. you know. Okay, of course, that's not what we're doing. Right. We, we live in a house. It looks very much like a suburban house, <laughs> yeah. which is actually one of the things that all of us are like, damn, I really wish it had been an old you know, farmhouse. Oh, or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll get there or something. Okay. So, okay, we can continue this discussion uh, as we come up on the next segment. But if you want to weigh in with your thoughts, 603-435-1105. What's the balance between living out in the woods by yourself and uh, living on someplace like the Bardo Farm where there's a lot of people combining their different skills? Give us a call. This is She Talk Live. And we'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thanks for listening to our show tonight. I am Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes, and welcome. We do appreciate you being here. Give us a call at 603-435-1105. And let us know what's on your mind. We can talk about anything that you want to discuss under the sun. Well, I guess within reason. (laughs) (laughs) If you get too pervy on the air, we will probably hang up on you. But um, you should give us a call. Come on, there are three gorgeous ladies giving out their phone number on the air. 603-435-1105. And we are waiting on our first victim of the night. Yes. As you could say. (laughs) Will it be you? Yes, will it be you? (laughs) So last segment, ladies, we were talking a little bit about Free Keen Fest. I did just want to finish touching up on that. And then I think Carla has an idea 
that uh, she wanted to discuss as well. Yes. <laughs> Let those words strike fear in everyone's heart. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I can't wait to find out what it is, actually. And of course, you can call us and uh, change the topic at any time. But I did just want to say, finish discussing Free Keen Fest, because I think it's really important. It's great. You know, we were talking about free aid before the mutual aid organization that was there at Free Keen Fest today. And we talked a little bit about the blackjack that was going on. Mm-hmm. There were some people doing an act of uh, civil disobedience, which, you know, you you say, oh, people gambling, that's that's not uh, that's not civil disobedience. You know, they're they're playing a game for pennies or whatever. But, you know, it's important to show that people can get together and do something voluntarily, like engage in a game that isn't hurting anyone. And they're they happen to be playing it for money and they're doing it in a public place exactly and and i believe they actually they had 30 beers that they had put out as well so yes. people were sort of drinking out in the open there and there was someone giving away beer yeah yes and um and the police apparently did come by one time and they just sort of took a look and decided you know this looks like a bunch of peaceful people who don't really seem to be bothering anyone and mm. we're just not going to step into this uh into the situation you know yeah. which i think you know kudos yeah, I think they did the noble thing by leaving us alone, of course. I mean, because there were certainly, it, it was so peaceful. You walk by and it was like good times. You know, there's a carnival going on. There's <laughs> there's all kinds of people happy, hula hooping, bands playing in the sun. Did they um, threaten people last year or did they like close anybody down or before this? No. Well, I believe the history and probably Ian would be mm-hmm. the best person. And he'll probably talk about this on air next uh, Monday, you know, tomorrow night. But yeah. um, they did, I believe, when they did the original Free Keen Fest, the police did show up and they sort of asked about permits. And... Well, actually, it was Mike Barsky, who is my, co- my co-host on Pork Therapy. So I know him quite well. He used to be the organizer of Free Keen Fest. And I believe there was one year where they retroactively sent him a ticket, a violation for not for organizing without a permit or something like that. And of course he never paid it and nothing came of it. Right. So it nice. must, must okay. have been dropped. Right. So uh, yeah, every year it's pretty much gone on completely unmolested. Um, the only time that I think Keniax had a problem, I want to say there was, there was a flea market. There was like a, mm. a, a free market flea market. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was organized by Luther, who was one of the former free talk live co-host he had to actually move uh, for his, his job but um he used to be a, a co-host of sunday free talk live as well and he organized this flea market and i believe the cops came very soon and shut it down even though there was booths for you know get collecting volunteers for the homeless shelter in town and doing all kinds of really sweet and nice things for the community right. And little kids selling lemonade and ice cream. The cops oh, that's came right. And shut it they down. shut down the lemonade stand. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. Like what I was thinking of. And actually, mm-hmm. Stephanie, you make a good point. Um, the sort of note about community, and we should give a shout out to Heike, who did a lot of the organizing. Oh, yeah, this year. she is a super activist. She, um, we so... just left her next door in the activity center, <laughs> curled up asleep on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. She really um, deserves a rest. She does. Yeah. She did such a great job putting it all together right. and making sure that there was all kinds of tables for everybody to be at and promoting Free Keen Fest as well. And, and isn't she not uh, one of the movers? Isn't she from New Hampshire? Exactly. Yeah, which and that's is awesome. The yeah. point I want to make. And actually, for once, see how professional I'm being? I actually managed <laughs> to segue from that 
the sense of community, one of the things Heike said today is that was exciting is, and it's something I saw myself. Mm-hmm. It's the first cr- free keen I've been to where I didn't know a lot of the people and there was mm-hmm. a lot of interaction just with people who are, you know, people who live in Keene. And in some ways, I think, you know, we need to sort of move away from this idea that we're, we're free staters and we're so insular. And, mm-hmm. you know, the three of us, you know, we have day jobs. So we do actually intermingle. Sure. Mm-hmm. more and sort of have colleagues um and i dance yes and that's a great <laughs> way and that's one of the things i really think we as as people who move here should be thinking about one people move here for the community and it really is exciting if you're a free state project participant so you're one of the 20,000 people who might choose to move to new hampshire to try and shrink the size of government you um you do move to be part of this community but i think Part of our job also once we're in this community is we're part of a larger community. It's mm-hmm. not just this little sea well of, of free staters, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. when, when we moved here in 2007, um, we didn't know there was a community. We moved for the Free State Project. And, I mean, we weren't on the forums or anything. I mean, we just had no clue. And it was like a year before we really started meeting people and realized mm-hmm. what a rich and wonderful community it is. And that's so true. And I think there are a lot of people like that. You know, sometimes people will ask, well, how many people do you think are in state or, you know, and it's hard. You can go to freestateproject.org and take a look. There is a counter. But I'm pretty sure mm. that's not accurate. I no mean, way. I meet people all the time that are in little towns who are on school boards and they'll be like, oh, I'm a free stater. Or, you know, we, we have maybe 100, 200 people who are, you know, close and hang out and know each other. And, you know, but there are probably well over a thousand people absolutely and a lot of them are just kind of locals i guess for lack of a better word who got energized and excited when they saw other people here who are interested in freedom yeah but there are also people who want to um keep a distance from the free state project who moved here for the project and they're all about it but they um they're not and honestly it's interesting they're activists too but they live in the towns they live in and they live their lives and they're pushing freedom in their own ways you know Mm mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't have to be part of the community. There are so many different ways to do it in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. And I think anytime you have a group of a thousand people, (laughs) like there are definitely going to be disagreements and there are going to be people who have conflicts with each other. And I really hope to minimize that. I like to see people work out their problems whenever possible. I'm a real peacemaker like that when it comes to kind of interpersonal relationships. And that's part of the reason why why I do my podcast is kind of to help people work their stuff out. But You know, if you wanted to move here and push freedom from the perspective of someone who doesn't even really socialize that much, you could do that, too. (laughs) Or there are lots of other opportunities to to socialize and be part of communities and work on projects together. And one one thing, you know, with my day job, because I work at the Writers Project, so um, we have a once a month uh, writers gathering and I've had, you know, free staters come to that where it's just, you know, it's it's school teachers who write poetry about their cats um, and, and, um, oh, really? and, you know, real serious writers, journalists, um, multiple published people and, you know, emerging writers. And it's just this group. And I always find it fascinating when it's sort of, you know, I think of it in my head as like my two worlds colliding, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. and we had a little one the other day and there's a writer, I'm not going to say his name because I, you know, I haven't. But um, he lives up in the in the um, Grafton area, yep. and he writes for Lou Rockwell. And he came to the writers' night out. Oh, cool! And it was you know it was just really cool to me to have someone there who you know, and I don't know him that well, but you know we we exchange on Facebook and we both write, so you know we have that in common. And I just thought it was really neat because 
he um, and he clearly was sort of someone who, you know, has opinions and he's, you know, very focused on economics. And mm-hmm. so he was kind of talking to them. But people seemed quite receptive. You know, they were like, oh, OK, here's someone. And it wasn't like they knew he was a free stater. So it, yeah. it was just I would like to see more of that. Happening. I like it when that mixing happens. Yeah. And then I like it when people drop subtle liberty bombs on yes. on non-liberty people. <laughs> like what? Well, I don't know. Sometimes I'll invite my friends from the Free State Project to other events with that are clearly not liberty focused. And then I just see people talking to each other and inevitably something comes up because you can relate everything back to freedom. Yes. And so something comes up and the person will just say something like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I think people could get educated in the free market without the government needing it. And then the person will be like, well, I never thought about it that way. I think you're right. Well, it's <laughs> nice when it goes that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we hope it does. 603-435-1105 is our number. We are She Talk Live. And there's more coming up when we return. We'll hear Carla's idea. What is it? The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes, indeed. And of course, you can call us and bring up anything that's on your mind. Our number is 603-435-1105. And yeah, we would love to hear from you tonight. We got a call on the line, actually, that came in during our last break. And so we're going to bring on Andrew. Andrew, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. So I heard that you wanted to talk about some unintended consequences tonight. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. I had the pleasure today of uh, going to the gas station in Plymouth, uh, which is the next town over from where I live. And um, the government there had uh, forced the uh, gas station at the stop and shop to install these new hoses, which the former hoses were these retractable kind of ones that Mm -hmm. allowed you to use the hose on either side of the car because, you know, some people have them on the right. Right. uh, you know, where you fill it. Um, so what the government had done, they, they were saying May 10th, you have to do this change. And evidently they moved that date up to May 5th and um, didn't give the business time enough to put appropriate signage. So people were still assuming that, you know, the hoses could still work on either side. That's annoying. So was, it's totally annoying. And what was happening, the unintended consequence was people were, you know, still trying to use it. So they were tugging on this, uh, the new hoses, um, you know, probably more so than they would the other hoses. So, like, they were probably pulling it to its maximum capability. Like, so I don't <laughs> wouldn't know, it be funny if what, it ripped out of the? Well, well wouldn't it, it be wouldn't funny. be funny, but it would be <laughs> it would be tragic. But it would be, <laughs> yeah, not that good. <laughs> so it makes me wonder what's what's more safe having you know I don't know if there's any danger from these retractable hoses, but what's more dangerous having people tug on them to their you know maximum capability or you know having a retractable hose it's not supposed and, to make sense i mean come on 
<laughs> yeah, how much you want to bet the people who make the non-retractable hoses just had a friend in in the polit- is was this in New Hampshire or another state by the way, Andrew? This is Mass. I live in Mass. My oh, culture. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, <laughs> I used to live in Mass too, and I know all about their stupid regulations. Actually, my parents live in a town where in their they have some kind of a building code where the light switch in a bathroom has to be outside the bathroom. And they, they make jokes that it's just so little kids with their brothers and sisters can play pranks on each other because why, how could that possibly be construed for any kind of safety reason or anything like that? It just makes absolutely no sense. No sense. But that's like everything Actually, is that way in Massachusetts. I know. <laughs> as someone who turns the light off on people in the bathroom, I kind of like that regulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it, it rewards their friends and punishes their enemies. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. Do you know, do you have any idea, Andrew, why they would say that the retractable hoses were unsafe? I don't know. I believe it was a local uh, ordinance because I, I believe the enforcement was coming from the local fire department uh, with, with regard to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I, don't know, I don't know why there would be a problem there. I mean, there are other places in Mass where you can go that have the retractable hoses, so I don't know why in that specific place in Mass it's dangerous, whereas in other places it's not. You know, it doesn't make much sense to me. Oh, well, of course, it doesn't become more dangerous when you suddenly get into a, a different town. It's just that they decided that they were going to micromanage that aspect of your life. And most people didn't bat an eye about it because they're like, well, they must be keeping us safe, right? <laughs> it could get wrapped around the little kid's neck or something like that. Hey, do you know it was a regulation or were they just maybe trying to improve the, the hoses? Um, I don't know. I, I talked to the manager because I, I actually called the manager to tell him that the, the signage um, you know, could be improved upon. I did it politely, just so you know. But mm-hmm. um, he, he made a point to tell me that you know, we, we want to get appropriate signage, but we didn't have time to because the original date was May 10th, and they moved it up to May 5th without um, you know, giving them appropriate notice. So they had to mm-hmm. install these new hose lines, and they didn't have time to let the customers know. And, you know, uh, Stop and Shop does, like, the gas point. So on a Sunday morning, there's a really long line, so I had to kind of mm. get back in line. <laughs> That's annoying. Wow. Yeah. yeah that... get, get used to those uh, gas lines there. Yeah. Well, it's not unheard of in history. Kind of a small thing, but I guess, like, annoying nonetheless, you know? Yeah, that's really annoying. I'm sorry, Andrew. So have you considered moving up to New Hampshire? It's not that far. I have, but um, you know, unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a trivia host down here, and um, I don't really know what kind of opportunities there are up there. I've been up a few times and met all the great activists and uh, locals as well. Oh wow! But, um, well, that's great. Unfortunately, right now it seems like I'm kind of stuck um, down here for the moment. Hmm. Well, we hope that um, you know if you enjoy it up here, we hope that you'll come to visit some more and maybe check out Porkfest. Do you have any plans to go there? I do have a plan to visit. Um, however, I do have something going on this Saturday uh, during Pork Fest. So oh, I, I the might... best day. <laughs> but the other days are good, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, uh, Andrew, thanks a lot for the call tonight. And uh, we you. hope that those hoses don't get you. <laughs> so, yeah. And, of course, for our listeners, if they want to check out Pork Fest, it's the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it's June 20th through the 26th up at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire this year. And, oh, I can't say enough good things about it. It's the thing that I look forward to every year, a gathering of a thousand freedom-loving people all hanging out together, camping in the woods, and doing all kinds of 
fun stuff like bonfires, partying, activities for kids, agorism in action. We got Agora Valley going on, kind of a bigger version of the agorism that was happening at Freaking Fest. Yep. We um, got um, Soapbox Idol. We've got a ton of speakers coming if you're interested in sort of that aspect. Um, of course, there's live music and bands and yeah. It's just it's it's Buzz it's is a big week dance of, party. Yes, it's a week of revelry. Oh. <laughs> a week of revelry, yes. And not only that, but education too. I mean, I think they have some information about homeschooling, unschooling. There's I saw like a session about geocaching, there's firearms etiquette and training. There's and, shooting classes, there's mm-hmm. um apple seed, that's sort of more a rifleman training kind of thing. Right. right. That's off site um, though, right? Yeah. But yeah. still um, they are nowhere yeah. near the tents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there really is. Some, we say on the on the pork fest, I'm doing uh, I'm a volunteer doing pork fest promotion. And we always say there's something for everyone who loves freedom. And that really is true. So if you go to P.O.R.C.F.E.S.T. dot com and check out the schedule of events, I think that might be enough to just get you excited enough that you'll want to make plans to go to pork fest right now because you really don't want to miss it. Absolutely cool. not. And while we're speaking about festivals, yeah. um, <laughs> we should uh, let Jody maybe tell us just a little bit more about Bardo Freedom Fest. Bardo, Bardo, Bardo Farm, Farm Fest. Fest. It's BFF. 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 That's what we all call it. Because that's, right. that's sort of coming up first. And you're sort of hoping we're trying out the sort of idea of test driving New Hampshire. And so the idea would be what, Jody? Well, first of all. Um, let me look up the dates because I can't keep them in my head. It's, it's a Memorial, Memorial Day, Day weekend. weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. It starts on Friday, May 27th and goes through Monday, May 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at Bardo Farm in Croydon, New Hampshire. Um, and what was it you asked? Well, I, I just thought maybe the listeners might be interested in knowing sort of how it's going to work. You know, is there a charge? Can they camp there? All right. What will the facilities look like? Uh, can they kill pigs with their bare hands? You know, <laughs> right. The important stuff. <laughs> um, one at a time. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. So the important stuff. Uh, you can camp out um if you want or not, you can come for a day, you can come for the whole weekend, you can camp out one night, two, whatever, three. Um, we're asking for a $10 donation per day or 25 for the weekend. Um, and it's a good way. I, I talked about it last She Talk Live as the prequel to cor- Pork Fest. Exactly. <laughs> right, which we love. Do you get yeah. that prequel. The prequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's Queen about- Cool approves. <laughs> Awesome. I'm and, glad right. I got down to you. <laughs> and one of the things you did ask about, Carla, was the um, after Bardo Farm Fest. Um, people are welcome to stay on our property and camp out um, in exchange for doing some work around the property. So you can check out New Hampshire. Um, you know, keep it, call it your home base and uh, drive around and, you know, visit other parts and so on and then come back. And so that's the idea for Test Drive New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are interested in that, uh, you can send info at bardoproject.com, mm-hmm. um, and Bardo is B-A-R-D-O, uh, an email just saying I'm interested and uh, somebody will get back to you. That's yeah, great. You might get some interns, Jody. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that would be cool. I want so, to yeah. intern too. I was thinking about that. <laughs> well, you, you live quite nearby, so you can go anytime. <laughs> I'll just go pick up an intern at the farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have an itch. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean you want an intern for you? Yes. Yeah. You know, you should really advertise that. I bet you could actually get an intern, like a college kid, you know, yeah, looking right? for something to do I with actually, their summer. I mean, I was seriously oh considering God. it earlier in the week and 
I was like, God, if I just had someone who was organized. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you could get a personal secretary online, like in India, right? Yeah. Odesk.com. Oh, I yeah, used really? them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They're cheap. Like, you can get people for $3 an hour to do whatever you want. Wow. If you want to, like, clearly oh, define it, and they're in <laughs> India, keep that in mind, or the Philippines or wherever, but yeah, really worth looking into. Yep. Right. So, Bardo Farm Fest, a great way to check out New Hampshire, get plugged into the community, and see all the, a little preview of all the activism that's going on here, as well as meet some great people, and Porkfest, too. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to Hour 2 of She Talk Live. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show tonight. I am Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes, indeed. And, of course, we call ourselves She Talk Live, but for the rest of the week, they are Free Talk Live, and that's Mark and Ian's show. You can check them out on the web at f uh, sorry freetalklive.com. And, of course, check out all the cool features there. They're the only talk show that I know of that has a podcast uh, full of archives that go all the way back to, like, 2006. So that's, like, five years' worth of entertainment to listen to. And, wow, I've been listening to FDL for maybe six or seven years, and it's been really fun. It's, you know, it's really given me a lot of stuff to think about, something that I really enjoy and look forward to every day. And I just find it so cool that they have almost 100 radio affiliates all around the country. Yeah. So nice. there's a lot of people listening and being exposed to these ideas. And I hope some of them will pick up our podcast, too, and, and they'll hear a little She Talk Live, and then they'll maybe be inspired and <laughs> to think some cool thoughts and maybe move to New Hampshire. Maybe we should start talking about Free Talk Live as He Talk Live. <laughs> well, funny enough, I think part of the reason that I call this show She Talk Live is because there was a while on the show on Free Talk Live where there weren't weren't any female co-hosts. And so I came up with an affectionate nickname for the show, which I can't say on the air, but it's it was Free uh, Rooster Live. <laughs> and so I, I told that to Ian and he was like, all right, well, <laughs> you can call your show She Talk Live. So... <laughs> So we did. And I think at first it was actually Lady Talk Live, like yeah. the very first one. Right. And but then, then we realized somebody... we were ladies. <laughs> well, we're Just still ladies. yourself. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, but so somebody... not ladylike necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, traditional gender roles is one thing, but I think somebody did call in with the name She Talk Live and then we, we liked it. So, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, ladies, this is a spur of the moment topic, but when Carla said this about being ladylike, it just reminded me of this. I saw somebody, a friend, a Facebook friend of mine, uh, who is actually a friend in real life too, posted a Facebook status that he didn't reveal this until later in the thread until it got this big heated discussion, but he actually had taken it from like an automatic status generator or something like that. (laughs) And the status was, if more men would stand up and be men, then more ladies would sit down and be ladies. And I had a real issue with that. It really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't even know what he means by it. Yeah, there was the ambiguity of it. It was like, okay, what exactly does that mean? And I I couldn't, I just couldn't help but thinking like, wow, the last time someone told me, you know, sit down and be a lady, basically sit down and shut up, don't ask questions, don't challenge things. I heard that from, you know, the authoritarians in the religion I was raised with. I heard that from my teachers in government school. And I was very uncomfortable with it. And it was just like, okay, really, you're going to, these traditional gender roles that do a lot of harm aren't getting enough um, promotion in mainstream culture. You really have to like perpetuate them that way. Um, 
And so a bunch of people challenged him on, you know, there were some people who wrote and said, oh, I agree with you. And this is great. I'm going to borrow the status. <laughs> <laughs> but then a couple people jumped in and said, uh, hey, what do you really mean by this? Like, I, I like to clarify. And then I jumped in and, you know, with guns a blazing and said, <laughs> <laughs> look, I know you. I know you're not a misogynist, but this really doesn't sound good. I, I don't like being told to sit down and shut up, essentially. So, you know, then then the guy who posted it kind of kind of said, well, I didn't really mean it that way. I just took it from status shuffle. But uh, but you see, I mean, I think there's also something you could you could argue you're reading something into it because it doesn't you know, if if you're saying be ladylike, it doesn't necessarily mean sit down and shut up like there is there are certain etiquette rules. And I'm I, this is a big topic for me. I haven't quite formulated how I think about this, but it's something I think about a lot is if we have a voluntary society, we're still going to have um, rules. And those were in giant air quotes in mm-hmm. the sense that, you know, people have to have certain sort of, I don't know, social norms, whatever you want to call them for people to interact. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've really been wondering about lately is what the role of I don't something like etiquette or the idea of gentlemanly and ladylike. And uh-huh. like, I like the idea. Like, I like it if a guy opens the door for me. I That's hot. Yeah. Like, I like that. <laughs> Carry stuff for you when yeah. it's heavy. Yeah. And, and, and not because I can't do it, because obviously I can. I can kill things with my bare hands, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, I know how to shoot. <laughs> I know how to use my knife. I know how to, you know, take care of myself and navigate by the stars and all and of that gosh, stuff. gosh, you're like but the smart, you know, you're you one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> I can't, well, not in the northern hemisphere, but I can in, the, in South Africa. I can navigate by the stars. Wow. Um, That's hot. Awesome, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, uh, but I still like a guy who, you know, will... Be, you know, a gentleman. And I don't see that being a bad thing. And so my point in a voluntary society, how you know, maybe rules of etiquette and maybe those kinds of rules are going to, I mean, something's going to have to be our guiding thing. And so maybe good manners is a good place to start, you know? Well, you know, I, I'm definitely for, you know, creating an environment with the way that I act that makes other people feel comfortable you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as far as like the traditional gender roles stuff goes, I'm very anti-gender and gender roles. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know. Uh, but why? You see, to me, it's, it's. Why? Because it puts you in a cage. It puts you in a box and says, if you don't act this way, you're not accepted and you don't you don't get that acceptance from the rest of society. And I think that's a ball and chain. I think that decreases the amount of freedom in your life. Like, for instance, we had Buzz on last week and uh, not last week, the last time we had She Talk Live, the last two times, actually. And she was saying on on one of our shows that sometimes, you know, she's a um, I guess I would describe her as an androgynous looking uh, woman. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she goes to she said that she told the story that she goes to Home Depot and she gets called sir. And then they hear her voice and they, you know, get all strange and apologize and awkward and stuff like that. But it's like, why can't a woman or anyone who wants to look androgynous or look femi or look butch or however they want to? And nobody should bat an eye at that kind of thing. It's unexpected. Uh, that's all. Well, I just also, it's like, um, I mean, they were just trying to show respect and they just got it wrong. And it's like, well, obviously that's going to make you feel if you've made a mistake, if you've, I mean, I, I can imagine like these, I mean, most of the kids that 
work in the stores. And that's one thing I really do love about New Hampshire is most high school kids have jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that it's really, you know, and, and at the college where, where I work or where I have my offices, um, the people who work there are all special needs kind of, I mean, they're retardless, like in the real sense, right? <laughs> and yes, okay, what's the phone number? Someone wants to call it. <laughs> 603-435-1105. You want to share your thoughts about the uh, value of traditional gender roles. What do you think about this? Please weigh in. But yeah, go ahead. Um, so, um, you, uh, gender roles. Yeah, well, I just... Your offices? Well, I was going to, you know... what. This was more a plug for New Hampshire and just sort of liking the idea that um, this is a small enough state where if you want to be productive, you can because, you know, there's there's a place for, um, you know, most kids have jobs, special needs people get jobs. It's uh, so that was a plug for New Hampshire. But on the gender role thing, it's that person who called her sir was just it was it was nothing malicious nothing malicious and after they realized oh god this is a girl they were probably just really uncomfortable and sort of like oh no i screwed up and completely i've probably made this person really uncomfortable and i don't know what to do and you know you know i don't think there's an evil intent behind it no, there's probably not an evil intent behind it but in some cases there is and i'll give you an example of that um I think there's a big difference between, as you said, Carla, you, you kind of touched on this before. When someone opens a door for you, whether it's a guy, a girl or whoever, when someone opens a door because you're carrying something or just because they're trying to be polite, that's just politeness, right? They're not thinking, oh, she's a woman and she's too weak to hold the door for herself. Oh, and no. actually, I should say I do like it when girls open my car door, too. <laughs> I will keep that Actually, in I mind. like doing it both ways. It doesn't have to be a man opening right. it for me. It's nice when anybody does it. It's it's just nice when people are considerate, and that has to traditionally sort of been right. gender roley. But yeah, so maybe although, we can expand that sort of. But it just it reinforces the whole thing that men are the providers, and that that's what value they have to women. It's not that they're um, good looking or smart or whatever. They're going to take care of you because you need someone to take care of you. And there's a whole difference between opening the car door to be polite and. I had someone once tell me I'm not capable of changing my own oil because I'm a woman. Well, that's ridiculous. Of course. And we'll explore more about this. But I'd rather let a guy do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She Talk Live 603-435-1105. More coming up. (laughs) She Talk Live. We're back. Welcome to the show. I am Stephanie and Carla and Jody. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies. And I just want to say before I forget, thank you, ladies, so much for coming in with me tonight. This is already a great show, and we are not even halfway through it, right? Yep. It's great. <laughs> and if you would like to call and weigh in with your thoughts, we were discussing sexism in the last top, uh, the last segment, and it got a little bit heated before the break. <laughs> so if if you uh, wanted a chance to weigh in with your thoughts and let us know what's on your mind or bring up another topic, anything you want to discuss, our number is 603-435-1105. And when we left off before the break, we were talking about the difference, I guess, or the the difference between sexism and chivalrous Mm -hmm. I guess behavior or traditional gender roles so I mean okay so I gave this example before we uh before we had to go to break about um the difference between someone opening a door for you and it could be anyone man woman whoever just because they are doing something nice you know they they want to help you out 
versus someone opening a door for you because they believe that you're not capable of doing it yourself. And right before we left off the segment, I said I uh, had someone tell me once, a man, an older man, that I was not capable of changing my oil because I'm a woman. And Jody said, well, of course you're capable, but I want a man to do it for me. Sure. That's right. <laughs> so I'm like, shh. Actually, I'd be happy for a woman to do, do it, it for me. <laughs> okay, well, at least it's equal opportunity. You just don't there want to you change go. your own oil. Yes. Okay, I completely respect that. <laughs> I second you. Yeah, I get it too. But, you know... um, we actually have a lot, a little bit of a live studio audience here. And just last night I was having a conversation with Robin, who you might hear on an upcoming She Talk Live pretty soon. And we, we were kind of talking about sexism in the activist community or in the Free State Project and, you know, talking about examples of it that we've seen or counterexamples of it that we've seen. And, you know, I think in general people are very, very um, egalitarian, I guess you could say, when mm-hmm. it comes to genders and they view women as just, you know, as capable as men. And of course, like this community is full of really smart, really strong, very independent women. And they're, they're just not your average person. You know, it it doesn't matter about gender. It's just full of smart people in Mm -hmm. general. And, you know, Carla is the president of the free state project. She's a woman, you know, I don't think anyone ever thought twice about your gender. They were just like, wow, you know, Carla's a great activist and she's a great communicator. I think we should, I think she'd be a good um, representative for us. And a great networker, too. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) And so we were talking about that. But then on the other hand, there is a little bit. It's it's getting better as time goes on, I have to say. It's getting a lot better as time goes on. But especially in some, I guess, regions of New Hampshire, I think there's a little bit of an imbalance. There tend to be more men than there are women. And so in the Free State Project. In the yes, in the Liberty Movement. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. And uh It sometimes happens that I think some women get a little bit uh, objectified, I guess you could say. Do you do you ladies ever notice that? Uh, Nobody objectifies (laughs) me. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) I think that would be part of the point of knowing, wouldn't it? (laughs) Maybe. But well, I, I think to be objectified, you have to you have to kind of feel a little bit like eh, I wasn't too comfortable with that. You, you know what I mean? Okay. It's, yes, that's happened. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't happen all the time, um, but it, it has happened to me before. And then the only other example I could think of was that... Actually, before you move on to your yeah, second example, sure, sure. the one time it did happen, the person turned around and said, if you're not comfortable, you can like slap me or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you? No, but it made me comfortable. You're like, no, I pulled out my no, block it- and took care of business. <laughs> Oh, wow. But I appreciated that joke, you said people. that. people. Yeah. Peace. Peace on the cam. Absolutely. Peace in the world. Peace on She Talk Live. But, yeah, but I, I have to say, though, I mean, in general, like there are, of course, a few counterexamples, but I really think that people in this community in, in general tend to be a little bit more enlightened about a lot of things, but particularly the fact that people are individuals and that sure. gender is essentially irrelevant to almost everything, especially like intelligence, capability, ability to do certain things. They're more aware of groupist thinking and mm-hmm. not doing it. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be lumped in one group themselves. But I also think it's, it's you know, if we, it, if we shed away sort of the government role and gender roles, because to some extent, a lot of businesses, like if it makes business sense to employ 
the best person, mm-hmm. which it does. You know, it's sort of the glass ceiling. And Walter Block writes a, a lot about this, and he's oh, gotten boy. himself into yeah. a lot of hot water because yeah. there are economic arguments for saying that why you would hire a man over a woman, especially if the woman is someone who might be of child uh, bearing age, mm-hmm. and if she takes time off from the market, obviously she's going to get paid less and all of that. And who knows? Maybe in a free society, what would happen is people would say, "I'm willing," you know. Um, Let's say there's someone who says, I am not someone who's ever going to have children. And I'm willing to put that in writing. And so, you know, you take your first job and you just you're like, hey, I'm happy with signing a contract. And I want to make sure I get paid the same as whatever the guy is. Right. So there will be market forces that will sort these things out. I often wonder if part of the gender stuff isn't just also something that. The, the state has created this sort of idea. You mean by creating laws that say that a woman has to be paid the same as a man for an equal, you know, like the Equal Pay for Equal Work Act oh. and that kind of thing? Well, and it goes beyond that, too, because they're not even allowed to ask you about whether you want to have kids well, or not. Right, so you can't right. even have the conversation. conversation. See, I think that yeah. creates big unintended consequences, it's, too. And allowed, in quotes, right? I mean, right. Because yeah. what if I'm... Um, like, what if I'm a lesbian and I never plan on having sex with men or having children or anything? There's no possible way I could get pregnant or whatever. I have some medical condition that well, prevents it or whatever. That's fine too, but lots of lesbians adopt also. So yes, or, you know, that's turkey absolutely baster. true. Yeah. <laughs> or what? what? Turkey baster. I, the only reason I thought of the of the lesbian example is because I I've actually seen studies that that say the studies about like the whole glass ceiling thing that say that lesbians and men are often on par with each other in terms of pay. And and absolutely it's true, Jody, lesbians and gay people do adopt as well. But I I just thought that was interesting. So yeah. I mean, but what if I'm a person who never plans on having children? Let's just make it that simple. My interviewer, when I'm looking for a job, can't even ask, ask. me about that. And so they maybe they see me and say, Oh, she's a twenty seven year old woman. She's gonna be having kids in a couple of years if she's not having them already. So um Maybe I don't want to hire her because she's not going to be as productive when she has to go pick up her kids and whatever. Right. So in a way, that really creates kind of this um, unintended consequence, I I think. And, you know, I don't know. I, I have to say, if I had an employer who was sexist and was not paying me as much as he would pay a man for doing the exact same job in the exact same work... I don't think I would want to work for that person. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I definitely can't use the state to force him to think of me as an equal to a man <laughs> if he doesn't think of me that way already. You know what I mean? I do. It's exactly like uh, affirmative action. It's, it's kind of like if someone's racist, you can't use the state to make them not racist. Right. You have to change their hearts and minds. Yeah. And I, I don't want to use the state to do that. I just want to have, not have that person in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, I can't believe that I'm hearing the music again, but we're definitely going to continue this conversation. (laughs) 603-435-1105. I've got some more thoughts about sexism. I don't know about you ladies, but i got more to say. So give us a call, 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live, and we'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show. We're so glad you've joined us tonight. My name is Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. 
Indeed. And you should call us, 603-435-1105. You know, ladies, I am astounded that we haven't had any calls about the whole sexism issue because usually we have a lot of calls about, you know, feminist topics and things that we bring up of that nature. And I'm surprised that no listeners have weighed in, but maybe they've just been so intrigued by our conversation that they've been enthralled and haven't been able to call. (laughs) I like thinking that. Yeah, I I like thinking it too. Enthralled. (laughs) We tried our our best to make enthralling talk radio. (laughs) Hey, I'm not with you. Oh, you know what? We actually do have a call coming in. We'll take them on screen. Caller, who's this? You're on She Talk Live. Hello. Hello. What's your name? This is David and Keen. Hi, David. Nice to hear from you. What's on your mind tonight? I was going to throw two cents into the ring, even though I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm taking my chances as a guy throwing something in here, but I'm going That's perfect. to. <laughs> you are perfectly welcome to join our conversation. We appreciate your input. I was going to say, like, um, I'm kind of, um, I know they had like women's lib moving in the seventies. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just in the seventies, but and a 80s, lot happened in the seventies. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but, um, I would like to, uh, to an extent, wouldn't, would you, uh, as some people might think that as a casualty or a residual, uh, um, uh, of that is like that, yeah, that, um, like, um, you know, ladies before gentlemen and stuff like that, and, uh, kind of took a hit to an extent. And I, and I kind of lament that to an extent, actually, myself. Yeah. <laughs> Jody, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. I, I, I've known a lot of women who have been ardent feminists, and they just take things to an extreme that really makes it hard for everybody to just be who they are and not try to put on these roles. And, you know, it comes out of that whole feminist movement. And, and this again gets back to sort of, I, you know, for, for our regular listeners, everyone knows I make salient points over three hours and sometimes I pull it off. But the whole point with the (laughs) etiquette thing is the same thing. Like if we're going to replace a system of rules and stuff with something else, Oh, something like good manners seems like a good place to start because it sort of eases or greases interactions between. Yes, it lubricates no, I'm them. only laughing because of the silly thing in armed society is a polite society, society. Oh. <laughs> but it's not like that. I'm sorry, yeah. but, uh, you know, and 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 so yeah, I also lament some of that. You know, the sort of burning the bra, the very militant. And don't get me wrong. Look, you know, I was a. Uh, I hate certainly... wearing bras. I'm not wearing one right now. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, but did you burn it? <laughs> I, I, I did. Burn it. Has. <laughs> I would. Um, I just hate them that much. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I totally derailed that. What were you saying? <laughs> you no, know, it's all over now. Oh, no, I'm like, she's not wearing a bra. <laughs> I'm like, it's time for the pimp pad. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I mean, I think maybe we have different opinions on this. I, Carly, you were talking about etiquette and like, what are we going to do if we replace this kind of system of rules? But etiquette is cultural and it's always changing with the changing times. And as I understand it, the point of etiquette is to make people feel comfortable comfortable, right? And so that's why I am sort of anti-etiquette when it comes to things like, well, which fork do you use for the salad and which my, you know, which spoon do you use but for the But it used meat? to be important. And it, in certain circles it is, and you just want people to be comfortable. So yeah, every and I, system, yeah. I get that, but that kind of thing makes me more uncomfortable and it, I think if someone opened the door for me and it was like, 
okay, I, it's very clear that they're just doing it to be nice. That would be one thing. But if somebody opens the door for me and it's clear that they don't like they think that I don't have the muscle to push it open myself or, you know, something like that because I'm a woman. That's kind of a poor example. But it's like if someone tries to do something for me, not just because it's a favor, but because they think I'm not capable or if they act uh, sort of patronizing to me, then that doesn't make me comfortable. You know, that's I have an example. Yes. Um, It's it's slightly different, but I think it captures it. Uh, We were in. Home Depot with uh, Ian's brother and his wife. And Home his... Depot is like the... It's the capital, capital of sexism. <laughs> <laughs> well, except this didn't come from Home Depot. This came from my sister-in-law. She asked me something about Ian's table saw. Like, do you know what Ian's table saw is or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like what brand or whatever? I'm like, and Ian's Ian, Ian is your saw? husband, not, Ian, not Ian right. Freeman. That's He's right. a, a different Ian, which just to clear it up for our listeners, because sometimes we get confused. But. Yes, <laughs> Ian, my husband, and I just saw fire. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, that's our table saw? Yeah. <laughs> What's this Ian's thing? And it's always my husband's tools. And Oh, you yeah. Know, and she's just, and that's the way she lives. And, you know, she can do that, but don't impose it on me. You know, yeah. I just found that really funny. Oh, yeah. You're using that table saw, too. I know it because I see you building stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you do you ladies see that distinction when it's clear that it's patronizing? Then it's not cool. But but then I have to wonder why it even offends me. So she's in this other world that doesn't agree with me, and mm-hmm. she's not meaning to be hurtful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you know, there's this interesting thing. Do you, all right, Carla has something to say. Go ahead. No, I just I just think you know it's sort of it is what it is. I, I mean, I know. Okay, so we'll go with the existential on, answer, but. I don't think these things matter that much other than like on one on one. And then as we take one on one and it's two and three and we try and create this village or this world or this philosophy that we're trying to spread. I don't other when once you take statism out of it or you take someone being able to force you to do something, then it would just within interactions, it would all boil down to open communication and so Mm -hmm. if someone does something that's patronizing you don't like it you could just be like hey dude i don't like it when you do that please don't do that again yes and they can choose to do it or not do it and so in some ways i just feel like spinning our wheels on sexism and gender issues and whatever i'm like who gives a crap yeah it is so it goes beyond gender issues it goes you know over into the harassment territory that is heavily regulated in businesses Mm -hmm. um it, yeah, I it took a, all the fun out of work. I mean, who's watched Mad Men? Who would not like to be drinking three martinis and having some guy pinch your ass while you're at the office? Because I'm like, <laughs> it's boring enough having to work. So can we like bring some of that stuff back? Wow. <laughs> well, I just learned something about Carla. <laughs> yeah. Wow. David's laughing here on the phone. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I think it, I was going to just say one thing. Sure. Go ahead. Um, I think it's like really hot if a girl can like. You know, if her car's not working and she jumps out and she's got like a truck and she like whips the hood open and starts like working on it. Sure. And Carla just whipped out her knife in the studio. (laughs) She's kind of pocket knife. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. So that's cool. That's not sexist. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome, too. And I think I don't know. I, I just my bottom line is I want to. Uh, be friends and hang out with people who view me and other people as individuals. And I want it to be really clear that things like my gender don't affect my capability to do things. It's, it's 
judge me as an individual, not as a woman, right? And I, I even get criticized for calling a show She Talk Live because it's like bringing up gender when gender is relevant. So I suppose it's like a little bit hypocritical and of yet me. you but... only invite women onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I do have... Um, she Talk Live is kind of a gimmick, but sometimes I do have, uh, you know, Brett Vinod and uh, Gardner Goldsmith and other wonderful men in the movement because, I mean, they're just, we're just full of wonderful people. But I do like to showcase the ladies and it's a little bit of a different dynamic when we get together and we just have uh, female voices on the show. So, I don't know. That's always pretty... fun. I like it. I'm glad you like it, David. And, and it's it was... a fun name, too. So, um, Thank you. I guess I'll fly and let, and let someone else get in. Thank oh. you. All right, David. Thanks for the call. We appreciate your thoughts. So, yeah, I have a question. I, I and and this is one of those things I I'm not sure. It's sure. just purely a question. Um, I've been noticing lately when I watch old newsreels from like stuff from the 50s or 40s, even you know, and I don't know weird stuff where it's like a laboratory or even old um, uh, TV shows and stuff. I note that a lot of times they're just women who are not just doing sort of oh it's the secretary getting her butt pinched but you know people in lab coats doing stuff and mm-hmm. and i almost wonder if they're the whole propaganda of the the gender wars is something that or if gender wars are propaganda i guess is my question hmm. oh, we'll have to leave that that's an interesting thought. We'll explore that more. She Talk Live 603-435-1105 is our number. We'd like to hear your thoughts on gender wars. Is that like Star Wars? <laughs> more coming up. This is She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live, otherwise known as Free Talk Live during the rest of the week. I am Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes, and thanks for listening to our show tonight. We've been having a great time getting into kind of a heated discussion. And, of course, if you want to let us know your thoughts on feminism, sexism, any other kind of ism, uh, you can call us at 603-435-1105. So in the last segment, we kind of left off talking... um, what were we talking about just before we went to the break? It was something kind of heated. The newsreels and sort of the idea. Are there, you know, it's... I guess my question is, is... The whole gender thing, you know, is it really as real as it is or is it sort of someone either trying to manipulate us for some reason or trying to divide people where we really would be more, um, you know, within networks and within sort of communities and people would fulfill the roles they Mm -hmm. want to fulfill. So if you're a woman who wants to, you know, be a surgeon, Mm -hmm. I mean, in my world, of course, that's how it would work. Everything would just be perfect and utopian and everyone would just do what they want to do and it would all be so pretty. And, you know, it's a, what is it? A double-headed leprechaun on a unicorn riding, <laughs> riding the pork fest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, who knows? I, I think Jody had a point about um, sort of the idea of um, whether women in the workforce really started to do that because of taxes and the way the tax structure and the personal income tax structure yeah. right, required us to have two income families, which is the first time a lot of women en masse went to work. So, you know, which came first? Would we still be in the house if that didn't happen, if the government weren't trying to regulate more stuff in our lives? I, you know, I'd like to think not. Well, but, but I'd like to think question that one too. parent might choose to stay home. If if people weren't taxed to death, one parent would choose to stay home, probably with if the couple had children or if it was whatever. I mean, whatever structure for a family you want to have. But like 
Why does it have to be the woman? Yeah, it doesn't. Club, well, right. I mean, okay. So, so biologically, we could say, well, it. And it it's not a need, man but it's like you know, woman. if if the if the you know if the mom's breastfeeding, but now we have pumps. So okay, so technology always. I hear that's not sets, that pleasant, but you know, no, it's not. But you know, technology. <laughs> How pleasant always, does it have a human being latched onto this? But technology always sets you yeah. free. So <laughs> so the point is, you can, you know, um, we sort of look at, at sexism and we say, oh, this is how it was, you know, 100 years ago. But who knows? Let's say for the sake of argument, we didn't have the state, right? Mm-hmm. And moms traditionally, and we didn't have the state. And someone like Boston Tea Party at Liberty Forum a couple of years ago said a really salient thing that really struck me, mm-hmm. that most women who work earn the amount that yeah. their husbands have to pay in federal income tax. Yeah. And I I've know certainly that. in our household that's true. You know, I've wow. got sort of a Mickey Mouse job. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's it's an entire wash. So had so one, if we just got rid of federal income tax, we'd all be way better off. We wouldn't be fed slaves. Right. We would yeah. okay. So that would set our time free. Women who want to go work who want to go do whatever, but let's say women stayed in in the in the home, and then we got the internet, and all those women were like, "Oh, I can start these home businesses. I yeah. can be at home and, and nurture my children that, right? and do all these yeah. things." And you know, so technology will always set us free. We just you know we can't anticipate where how things are nice going to shake out. Yeah, yeah and I, I agree with you, Carla, and thanks for bringing up Boston Tea Party's thing because I, I thought that was interesting. Although I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but when he was saying that, was it like, was he kind of making a, a judgment there, like women should be at home with their kids? No, it was just a statement of fact. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So why are you trying, trying to read into that as if it's a sexist remark? Um, I don't know. I was just wondering about it. I, I mean... Maybe I was reading into it a little too much. Um, but Carla, what I think about, I mean, you brought up this point about um, if we if we got rid of the state. Uh, I'm sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, the thing is, isms like sexism, racism, that kind of thing um, can be subtle. And this is my point before. You were talking about um, is is the gender wars thing just kind of perpetrated by people who want to control us. And I think to a certain extent, Yes, it is. Um, the government and political parties and people who want to have power and want your obedience love to control you with fear. Mm-hmm. And if there's an enemy, there's fear. So if they can make the enemy of women men, they love that because it's like, oh, these men are trying to oppress you and we'll set you free. Right. When in reality, it's no, you're never going to be free because you'll be oppressed by the state, of course. So there's that whole concept there of uh, pitting people against each other that happens with the traditional gender feminism. And that's why I advocate individualist feminism. Everyone has rights because they're a human being, not because they're one gender or the but other. But then and- why would you advocate individual feminism as opposed to individualism? Because oh, it's, it's the, the same thing. It's throw, just a no, semantic but the thing. Mi- no, the minute you throw the feminism in there, the minute you make it a double barrel. So, um, you know, it, it it's, I that's think it's saying just, something. It's to differentiate it from... Um, gender feminism because when when you if you say i'm a feminist that means that you know you think of women as something having rights or being equals to men or whatever but it doesn't differentiate i guess between gender feminists who want to use the state and you know think of men and women as these opposing classes sort of and want to get special privileges for women via the government versus individualist feminists who just think that um 
women are individuals and so therefore they should be treated like any other individual. But right? then it should be individualism. And I'm going to stick to that because <laughs> sure. Uh, because I'm happy with calling it that. It's Wendy McElroy's yeah. word. No, no, I know. Yeah, and well. I take I take issue with that. Right. <laughs> it's really interesting. Wendy, if you're listening. <laughs> Call in 603-435-1105. So the other part, getting back to like harassment, like one of the things they tell you in harassment training, I love that they teach you how to harass. No. <laughs> they teach you how not to harass ostensibly. Right. Um, you know, and it's all about lawsuits and regulations and oh, stuff wow. like that. But the thing they try to tell you is the perception is the only thing that matters, not mm-hmm. the intent of the statement. And that's where everything just like goes to hell. Wow. It's just the intent is. So so basically someone can take anything you say however they want. Exactly. And you get blamed for it. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, wow. and that's the the you know the dark heart the evilness of of that whole thing and i'm glad you brought up trial lawyers and we should talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. a lot of this also actually stems out of that but that's the dark heart because you are suddenly you you know you're pitting people against each other where you kind of have to read each other's minds in order order not to be in trouble yeah and then if you can't it's like you're in the wrong because I read you wrong. And it's like, so yes. I'm not going to say anything. Therefore, we have no real human interactions. We have no real moments. We don't understand or learn or grow or any of those things. And we're not free to we're not free to be honest and open with each exactly. other if something bothers us or whatever. Like Jody was talking about harassment training and I, I believe at those trainings, they, they tell you never to confront people directly. Right. Like they'll say, if someone offends you, they'll say, tell your boss, tell, no, your, tell no, an no. authority figure. I just went through the training last week on my new job, yeah. actually. And they tell you first to tell the person that you're uncomfortable with that statement. Oh, okay. It's well. not an open conversation, but at least it starts there rather than like reporting somebody mm-hmm. for calling their computer retarded. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's, going straight to hell. it's one thing. <laughs> I know. Well, no, but no, somebody who takes going. offense to you using the word retarded might actually have a case against you, which I just find ludicrous. Yeah. You find it retarded? I do. <laughs> but I won't say that because I might get sued. I don't know. Wait, retarded, what's your opinion? Uh, With her apt nickname. Don't starve. She has an opinion. <laughs> no, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, okay, I see, I see your point, ladies. Absolutely. About, you know, has this gone too far? Is this whole political correctness thing, like, what are we really doing here? But at the same time, on the other side of this coin, I think that there, I started to say this before, there, sexism and racism and other biases against people for arbitrary things are subtle. And sometimes people really don't even realize that they have them. Like, for instance, um, you know, I've known people in the liberty movement who say, you know, for instance, um, you know, men who are all about freedom and who are all about treating people as individuals and all for natural rights and all that kind of thing, but maybe aren't very honest with their romantic partners about dating other people or, sure. you know, behaviors like that. And so it's like, I see that as a little bit of a, um, you know, that's aggression. That's fraud, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not being honest about something that could potentially hurt someone else emotionally or physically or, or whatever. And so... I don't know. I think things like that. Uh, and, and I was saying before that sometimes I think I see women being objectified in this movement. It's like when there are four women at, who are available or young or whatever, and there are 40 guys and, you know, the guys will make comments and jokes and they'll 
you know. But you see, I think it's also, and oh, now it's going to get heated, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Stephanie on. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you're an attractive woman. And, so are you. And you, and the music's coming up. Damn. <laughs> We're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. This is She Talk Live. Call in and tell us how pretty we are. Actually, call in and tell us how intelligent we are. Yeah. <laughs> 603-435-1105. We got a call on the line. We'll be back. Good evening. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show, and thank you so much for listening tonight. This is Stephanie with you. And Carla. And Jody. And our number is 603-435-1105. But as usual, it's the third hour of the show, and we are loaded up with calls. So uh, you can try to get in if you want, but we would certainly love to hear your thoughts, and we'll do our best to get to your call. So, Carla, you were about to yell at me when the music came up for the last break, and now we're in hour three, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. But I did want to make sure we finished that thought from last segment. Right. I-, I was saying that I felt um, that sometimes women are objectified in, in the liberty movement yes. once in a while. Yeah. And I guess where I was in subtle leading- In subtle kind of ways. Yeah. And, and sometimes not so subtle. And sometimes not, yeah. Right. And And... I guess I, I wanted to make a couple of points. One is I think objectification is in the eyes of the beholder, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing that someone finds, it's that whole thing of if they perceive it to be whatever. Right. Um, but the reason I was like doing the fight throw down, ding, 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 is, is <laughs> oh, you know, where we ended with the, no, you're pretty. Oh, no, you're pretty. You know, which is such a girly thing to do. <laughs> but um, it's this sort of idea of, um, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, we do this show. The zombie, zombie Jody. <laughs> um, and one of the things we like to joke about is sort of, you know, hey, we're, you know, women, we're in the studio. You'll mm-hmm. often say we're attractive. You'll tell people to go to the cam. Uh-huh. You sort of, I mean, you do sell sort of the sexy side of she talk. You sell the sexy side of liberty. You yes. sell that. Nice. And so I feel, you know, when... when when Stephanie wants it both ways. She does want it both <laughs> ways. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and, um, and I guess you could make the de- defense where you're going to say oh Carla you're making like a uh, rape argument she was asking for it so you're getting objectified because you're sexy right but even that I'm not sure if that's I don't know I'm going to throw it back to you okay well okay your points are definitely fair because I do act very friendly sometimes and I do kind of flirt a little bit on the air with the listeners it's just a radio thing I'm just trying to get it's people to listen to the show thing, though. but the I reason do it we're in- all in love with you is because you're like that in the real world too <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome because I'm in love with Carla. It was a secret until now. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm actually blushing. I know, so am I. <laughs> like you can cut the tension with a knife. Jody's just like, what the hell is going on? Now I'm fully enjoying this. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's because no. George called in. It's just I'm just oh, gonna trade wreck it right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, but what I was gonna say, yes, I I do. Uh, I'm a very friendly person and I, I can't deny it. I won't even try to deny it that I flirt a lot and I do like attention. I mean, I like, I like feeling desired and feeling attractive and stuff like that. And to a certain extent, I like it when people pay compliments and, um, you know, 
think highly of me, I guess, in, in any way. But there's a certain point where it starts to cross a, a line and I feel like, okay, they're looking at me as a sex object. They're not looking at me as a full person. You know what I mean? And that's the part that I don't like. And I have to say, um, you know, when that happens um, and I realize it and I, I have that feeling, I try my best to be conscious about it and to not just let it let it slide or let it go mm-hmm. to say something about it, even if that's later when I've had a chance to process right. it fully and figure it out and say, eh, you know, I'm not really sure if I was cool with that or comfortable right. with it. I'll, you know, I'll talk and, to and I commend person. that. I mean, my rule in, in life is pretty much call it out or let it go. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can't expect people to read your mind. They're not going to know, oh, this upset me or whatever. So I really mm. do, you know, applaud that. Um, I wonder if, if, and, and I'm not, sh- I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, whether, you know, the the term objectification is just sort of where it's, it's an unwanted advance. Yeah, I think that that is a component. And and so I wonder if like a better way to look at it is that way as opposed to like drawing it to gender language or to to gender philosophy and stuff. And just if we look at it from an individual basis, it's just sort of like, dude, you're creeping me out. Back the damn (laughs) off, you know? Hey, not one swear word. Well done. Gold star. (laughs) That's the second one. There are some swear words. <laughs> well, I call it a definition of swear. But anyway. Right. But, but F, F, yeah, yeah, C, gotcha. C friendly. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, Carla, I think you're right that it's there's a component of unwanted in there when I was saying that uh, sometimes I feel objectified mm-hmm. or whatever, or women feel objectified. It's that, you know, if I'm in love with someone and I know, I know them really well and that's my partner and I know that they're they love me for who I am and they know every aspect of me and they respect me and appreciate my intelligence and, and everything like that. I I'm fine with a little bit of, you know, objectification, like, Oh, you're so sexy or whatever, that kind of thing, you know, praising beauty or, you know, very vain (laughs) like that. But, (laughs) but it's like, it's, then they're not objectifying you in the same way as somebody who doesn't know you at all. And someone who's just kind of creeping on you. You know what I mean? I yeah I I guess I do I just think you know it might be something worth exploring you know for yourself to just when you get that objectified feeling maybe, maybe I object to the term objectified <laughs> okay sustained <laughs> <laughs> all right I think we we got a call and somebody who wants to have uh, weigh in with some thoughts about the whole gender wars thing that we were talking about before let's bring on Mandrick is Mandrick on the line. Ladies, you can objectify me all you want. <laughs> I take offense to that. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, Mandrake, you're so I... hairy. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, how did that feel? I, I feel great. How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> We're doing great. What are you drinking on tonight? I have a bottle of water. That's great. I think all of us in the studio also have water as well. The nectar of the gods. It, indeed. <laughs> So, what was on your mind, Mandrick? I got a lot on my mind, and some of it's going to be uh, make you look pretty bad, Stephanie. But we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> I got, oh, I can't I, wait! I, I do. I I did promise a uh, fundraiser. Uh, my my idea for raising funds for free aid at Porkfest, and it, it is a great one. And uh, oh, the ladies are going to love this. But uh, you're you're talking about the, uh, I, the I gender roles, and you know you know the story already. I, I know but, it's um, coming. <laughs> Yeah, but, but we were, go ahead, Mandrick. You, you, were t- you were talking about the gender roles thing, and actually, it's it's kind of funny because 
the way I grew up was uh, my family all owns restaurants, and all the men were always working at the restaurant. So I, I grew up around the ladies most of the time, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, kind of for me, I reached a certain age where I started doing my own laundry. I was cooking all the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cleaning up all the time, and it just kind of that's how I am in my adult life with my kids. It's like I sacrifice my job. You know, to work a crappy shift and turn down promotions to raise my kids. So it's like I turned into the old Greek lady. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and actually, you know, when we were talking before about traditional gender roles and like one parent staying home, whether that's a woman or a man or whoever, I actually thought of you because I know that you kind of do have a little bit more of a role in caring for your children, like more full time and doing stuff like laundry and cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, and I still work full time. I mean, I was still yeah. working six Six days a week. And you and, have a uh, successful Agorist business as well. And if you want to yeah, buy I, some baklava to support Mandrake's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> support Mandrake, you can go to uh, mandrak.com and, and go check yeah. out his goods. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, but I, 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 I was strangely comfortable with so it. I enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I would still hear comments from friends that were like, oh, you're the, you're the total bitch of the relationship. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Hmm. <laughs> Say thank you. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were jealous because you know, hey, you can't, what you can't take care of yourself, right? And it's yeah. it's. I mean, some people enjoy that, you know. Like I, I'm an ardent cook and. I don't mind laundry. Like, I mean, you know, I have a job and I, I do a lot of other things, but I don't really mind those roles. In fact, I quite embrace them and love them. And mm-hmm. well, and I just like, I mean, it's interesting with Ian and me, my Ian, not Ian Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, we do what we both, what we each like to do without any judgment of what the gender role should mm-hmm. be. So Ian mm-hmm. likes to cook. Great. I don't actually enjoy cooking that much. Great. You know? Yeah. It's. Yeah, so that just works. And yeah, I think every couple works that out, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think a lot of that eventually, you know, for liberty-minded people, that sort of does stem out of that individualism. Yeah, oh. absolutely. I like that. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Because I, I enjoy it. I, I, I won't even go to bed until all the dishes are done. I mean, I, it's not a problem for you me to do You come to my house anytime. <laughs> I, will, I'll, I will be... I will be at your house in a couple weeks. Yes, you will at Fardo Fest. Looking forward to it. And we'll talk about that coming up. Mandrick, hang on the line. We'll bring you back. More with Mandrick when we return. Will he do your dishes? Find out. It's She Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait there's more you can buy liberty stickers wholesale get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination sell them or give them away they're great for gun shows flea markets fairs outreach and more earn extra money promote freedom and spread the word need custom stickers labels or decals for your organization or business liberty stickers makes them go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626 libertystickers.com the world's most dangerous stickers
This is She Talk Live. We have so much fun during our breaks on this show, don't we, ladies? We do. Sure do. <laughs> Carlo's just discussing her true reasons for wanting an intern. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie, of course. And Carla. And Jody. And you can call us at 603-435-1105. Weigh in with your thoughts. And last segment, we were having a conversation with Mandrick. And Mandrick said, you know, he put out a rather generous offer. He actually offered to come to our houses and wash our dishes. Woo-hoo. Right, ladies? <laughs> Carla was wondering if we had to define washing your dishes like we did for motorboating last, last <laughs> she talked about But no, I actually did mean wash your dishes. <laughs> and I think Carla, Mandrick did too. Yes, dear. I'll, I'll clean anything you want me to clean. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wear anything while cleaning it? <laughs> I can picture him yeah. with like the, the, the yes, pink apron on. Says. Oh, he said yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Andrick, wow. Hey, Be careful what your, you wish for. It's her house. It's her rules. <laughs> exactly. Private property, right? <laughs> That's great. Wow. You, that was I'm quite blushing. an offer. I think you're, you definitely are blushing. So, <laughs> so, Mandrick, what else was on your mind tonight? I know you had a list of things for She Talk Live that you wanted to discuss with us. <laughs> a list? Yeah, actually, I do have a list. You okay. Know, um, I, I want to talk about Bardo Fest possibly, but honestly, I want to talk about a fundraiser idea I had for Porkfest, uh-huh. and it all—it all goes back to the last She Talk Live when I made that great statement about being able to just walk up to Carla and motorboat her. And Stephanie, why don't you explain what that means? <laughs> Carla's preparing herself for this oh, right wow. now, Mandrick. <laughs> I see her on cam, and wow, I'm on my way to wash your dishes, baby. <laughs> Yeah, Lane, um, if you're not watching the cam right now, you're missing out. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Cam.freetalklive.com. But uh, yeah, last She Talk Live, we all had a lesson. We we had a little bit of unschooling and we learned what motorboating is. And motorboating is an act where a person inserts their face in between a woman's cleavage and um, it makes a sound. Now, I can never do the sound right. And I'm sure, oh, Mandrew- I got it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> That's right. Very good, Mandrick. Thank you for explaining you. that. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Oh, I'm proud of you too. They, they didn't teach. They didn't teach you that in public schools. No, no, they, <laughs> they have to be school. unschooled for that. Yeah. <laughs> she talk live is an educational program. <laughs> sure is. I, I mean, I I learned something new. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, you're about to learn a lot more. Of oh, you're going to learn all kinds of things. <laughs> all right. So, t- so tell us about this fundraiser because I am suspecting that I am not going to like the direction this is moving in no, you're, at you're all. all. No, this you're, is actually a pretty ingenious idea. It is. So, so uh, we're talking about motorboating, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I got I got to rewind. I was in Keene last weekend. I uh, just had to get out of Dodge for couple days so i was in, i was up there for a few days and uh we're at karaoke um saturday night uh free king karaoke, karaoke. Mm-hmm. yep so we're hanging out this bowling alley people are singing whatever and i'm talking to stephanie and she's like you know what it, it was like dress up nice night night so like all the ladies were, were looking good and mm-hmm. they had they had them out you know and <laughs> they had them out yes they did <laughs> they had them out and uh so there were three ladies in particular that you know, uh, Stephanie was looking at and thinking, man, I just want to motorboat them. (laughs) Well, two of them, excuse me, two of them. One wasn't there yet. (laughs) Stephanie said this about two other women. Is this what I'm hearing? No, this was Mandrick's encouragement. Um, I I never thought it would actually happen, but it it did. (laughs) She she wanted it to happen, but she was too scared to make it happen. So I have have some mad skills that I put to you. 
I'm so and, I'm uh, so glad Mandrick is is on my team. I'm so glad he's using his powers for good and not evil. <laughs> yeah, I have some I have some persuasive powers. So the first girl, Heika, we were, you guys were talking about earlier. The one you who, have uh, to name names. <laughs> Oh, protect totally the innocent, please. Please protect we're the innocent. We're naming names. So, Maybe so we'll Heike just go with Twins target. 1, Twins 2, and <laughs> Twins no, 3. No. <laughs> well, we already not. heard it. Yeah, yeah. I got to name names. So, so Heike was there. She had a nice black dress on, and, and that was one of the targets Stephanie was looking to get on. So I was like, all right. So I just went to Heike. I was like, hey, Heike, can Stephanie motorboat you? Because I knew the answer would be yes. <laughs> there was no, I didn't have to use any powers. And she's like, sure. So <laughs> Stephanie... Gets right in there, and she didn't make the sound that good. But I mean, it was, it was the first. Thing, so. I told you, I have trouble making the sound. I really do. Yeah. Great, man. I like you. This is awesome. Oh, I love you, Jody. We're gonna have fun in a couple of weeks. Excellent. It's impossible not to like Mandrick. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So right. So that was the first one, right, Mandrick? And Heike, yeah. Heike did. She was. She's the organizer of Free Keen Fest, and she had a beautiful prom dress on. And she was looking very gorgeous, as as were the other two ladies that Mandrick is about to tell us about, I think. Yeah. The, the next one was Robin, who was uh, part of your studio audience tonight. <laughs> uh, yes, and, uh, yes, she is. She uh, she had this very low-cut dress, and I believe her exact her exact words were, I look so good in this. I think she said she, like, she wanted to motorboat herself or something. <laughs> <laughs> she said something like that on she Facebook. can't hear. <laughs> Wait till she hears the podcast. <laughs> um, I will repeat so, it for your benefit. You looked so good, you wanted to motorboat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Studio yeah. audience looking mildly embarrassed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think she's not the only one who's embarrassed. <laughs> no, this is great. So, Go on. <laughs> I, I wasn't too sure about Robin, so I kind of, I kind of went around like talking to her husband. I'm like, "What do you?" And like, "What do you think? Like, what would be your opinion of this?" And he's like, "I don't know. Ask her." And I'm like, "I just want your feedback. I'm not asking permission." And he kind of, he was like, "Yeah, I'm sure she'd go down for it." So I kind of just like gently talked to her, and then she was, and I was like, "You know, would you be okay if she motorboated you?" You know, she, she's just interested, whatever. And Robin was like, I guess, which is a yes. <laughs> well, it's not a no. Right. Well, sometimes no, no means so yes, I hear. <laughs> oh, that was a, the, the uncertainty was an absolute yes. That's like the door opens a crack and you just shove your foot in. Oh, or you shove your face in. <laughs> or you shove your face in. Oh, my God. If, any, if nobody's not on the cam, you're missing out. Your face, you look like a beat right now. <laughs> I do, I do. So yeah, so that happened. Hey, right? okay, and I'm then, gonna not be ashamed of this. I have no shame. Own it. I'm, own I'm, it, girlfriend. I'm a proud motorboater. All right, so I'm number three. Number three, we're back. Karaoke's over. It's like midnight or something. We go back to the Keen Activist Center, and Meg was coming out. Meg, you know, a uh, regular host on what night? Was she on Tuesdays? I think Tuesday nights. Yes. Tuesday night, Meg. Yeah. Meg loves me. She comes out. She wasn't going to come out, but she came out specifically for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> so she comes out. She comes out to the Keen Activist Center, and we knew, and I knew she was going to be the hardest target. I, there was no doubt in my mind. I'm like, there's no way, but I'll try. So it's kind of funny. I was talking to Meg, and she had an idea. She's like, she wanted to have a kissing booth at Porkfest to raise mm. money, but she didn't want to get like herpes syphilis or gonorrhea for her blades whatever i don't know whatever um quite whatever frankly that danger people. seems pretty low within the oh kissing we, we gotta talk about no? herpes sometime <laughs> okay. it's scary oh my god it's scary but yeah let's yeah all right <laughs> the scariest part is most people have it already and they don't even know it simplex yeah. <laughs> jody's yeah. pointing to a cold sore right now <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but people think of it as this like crazy, you know, disease. And then 80, it turns out 80% of people have antibodies to it. So have at least been exposed to it, whether it's on their mouth or some other part of their body. And some people well, never have any symptoms. Sexy story <laughs> anyway, just took a turn. I'm yeah, sorry. Really. I just, I just completely killed that one. But Mandrick, we're going to bring you back. We'll, we'll stop the herpes talk and get into the, the final, um, segment of this hat motorboating hat trick so stick around more with mandrick when we return this is she talk live 603-435-1105 is our number you can give us a call with your thoughts we'll be back (laughs) welcome back this is she talk live thank you so much for listening to our show tonight we're very glad to have you. <laughs> Although after this last call, I'm a little bit embarrassed that anyone is listening. <laughs> we were just talking about how people call in and objectify us. And then Mandrick comes on the line and starts talking about how he's going to wash our dishes. Right, Mandrick? And then oh yeah, and then it was all downhill from there. So Mandrick was telling a, a story when we left off, I guess. And by the way, I'm Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. Yes. And Mandrick was talking about a hat trick that happened last weekend when... He was visiting New Hampshire. And look, you know, we can relate this to Liberty because, you know, men, ladies, anyone, look at all the fun you're missing out on. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You, too, could be motorboated. (laughs) Or be the motorboater. The the captain of the motorboat. I think we should call it the captain, the person who who actually... Captain, my captain. Oh, yes. Mm. (laughs) It's more like the the engine. You're like the, you know, you're Mm. the one that... The engine. That doesn't sound as glam as a captain. No, whatever. Okay. All right, you fair know what enough. Was glam? What? <laughs> Motorboat number three. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were all glorious in their own way. Uh, and you know why? Because these ladies are so much more than just a, a pretty face. They're just awesome and they're so cool and they're really intelligent and they get the ideas of liberty and they're fun to be with. They're really people that that I think or have a very similar philosophy and I just really enjoy being around them. And so I, I just wanted to get that out there. I'm not, uh, I'm not just a creepy perv. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just objectifying my friends. (laughs) See, but they didn't feel objectified because they consented. Right. And well, it was dubious consent in some cases. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, I think it was completely consensual. (laughs) And if not, they're, they're great ladies. Yeah. They're all great ladies. Yes. And you, you're all great ladies. I love you. are my three favorite ladies. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait, which you three? call in every. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have a, road, a different co host every week, and every week it's his favorite, favorite. lady. <laughs> he knows what to say. Right, Carla. Carla. <laughs> you yeah. my cover. <laughs> I'm so, oh, yeah. None oh, of us sorry, detected sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have never known, Mandrick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so tell, finish up this story, Mandrake, because I know you got a All lot right. of. We actually do have another call on the line, but we want to hear the rest of this. Okay, okay, so so basically, Meg comes into the Keen Activist Center. Meg, the Tuesday night co-host of Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. and uh, she's talking about how she went to have a kissing booth at Pork Fest, and she decided, hey, you know, I didn't want to get herpes or whatever. You know, you already had this talk, yes. and uh, <laughs> she says, so after hearing you talk about you know motorboating Carla at Pork Fest, she's like, maybe I should set up a motorboating stand. Nice. And, I, and this is what she started with, and I was like, "Ooh, I can segue into this into, into Stephanie motorboating Meg." So I kind of played that angle. So I say to her, "I'm like, I got a better idea." I said, "Why don't you have? Why don't you sell tickets to a show where 
Stephanie motorboats you in a tent, and then people pay to watch it. Oh, and she goes, and her answer was, well, if people are going to pay, that's cool with me. And I whip my wallet out, put a dollar on the table, and I say, let's see it. <laughs> and she goes, all right. You just fix up the dollar. And Stephanie got right in there. I think she lifted her shirt up and everything. It was, uh, it's yeah. It's true. Yes. It was, yeah. it was wonderful. You know, I, I, I can't. Meg is such a great sport. <laughs> she put up with a lot. <laughs> she got a dollar. She she did, but a dollar is not that much money. <laughs> hey, she she agreed to the you know to the to the payment. I, I might not be liked after this comment, but I just wonder about the the family friendly aspects of pork fest. <laughs> oh, it, it's family. You know, breasts are very maternal. They're very, um, right. you know, motherly. And motorboarding and... is too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, well I think. To... You... Go ahead, George. <laughs> I was going to say this. This brings me right to where I'm going with the fundraiser I have for Pork Fest. So what I'm going to do, uh, the Georgia's famous baklava stand. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to print out these little coupons, and I'm going to give them to Stephanie, and it's going to be a voucher for a free piece of baklava. Okay. Okay. She's going to she's going to hand them out to a lady. Any any woman that she, she's allowed to motorboat, she will hand it out to them. That'll be the and payment. Then, <laughs> and then they'll come they'll come to my stand, and for every ticket I get back, I'll donate like a dollar or something to free aid. Okay. Yes. So it's so, for and, it's and for I, a good cause. It's actually for yeah. two two good causes. <laughs> <laughs> it's and for the, twin the causes. Tag, <laughs> the tagline will be "Funds aren't the only thing getting raised." <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's like everything wins. Everybody wins in in this situation, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. I, I thought and it I was wanna... a great idea. I'm, you know what? I'm so serious about raising money for free aid. I may actually do this. <laughs> you already agree. You might That's bite the bullet. Oh, it's going to be so painful. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, the things I do for activism, I really, really sacrificing God. myself, putting myself on the chopping block. <laughs> Well, the, the main reason I called in because I want to encourage other vendors to do this so Stephanie can walk around with like 20 pounds of, of these little cards. That would and be. And out like six of them for every time she motorboats one person. That would be epic. I Wait, so you're going to ask yeah, these then, people for money for the coupon? Is that like they're buying a coupon? Um, it's no, she, she just motorboats them and then they get free, cu- free stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's like win. And then other and then people the vendors, donate money. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm missing the connection. Well, they, they would donate money to free aid because they want to be charitable and philanthropic, and also because they want to see they me want motorboating different motorboat. women. So you're asking these people for donations that you're going to go up. I to. thought the person no, motor Mandrick is asking them for, the for motor to donate their food. Boatee. Wait, and what? money. Their food. Hold on. Giving them. <laughs> we screwed up your plan, Mandrick. I'm we sorry. Don't get it. All right, let me, let me explain. Here, here's Let's how teleport. Okay. Yeah. So Stephanie's going to get this coupon. It's going to say one free piece of bakula. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's going to motorboat somebody, and get, and then their repayment is going to be this piece of bakula, this little coupon. They'll get paid. They're going to bring that coupon. Right. Yeah, they're going to bring that coupon to me. I will give them that piece of. I will literally buy it for that dollar, and then I will use that dollar, you know, out of my own pocket to donate and donate the free aid. So basically, yes. for the cost of that bakula that they get for free, I'm going to give that dollar. Like I'll give that piece of bakula away and. So you're paying twice, basically, because you think this is a great cause. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Well, he's paying twice because he likes motorboating, and he thinks it's a good cause. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's pork fest. I mean, you got to, if you're a vendor, you got to do some type of fundraiser. I mean, we, I think we raised some money for CD Evolution last year, and 
And it's like you got you got to you got to do something. I mean, you can't just you got to get creative, know. you know, because Absolutely. money is tight and people aren't given as much to charity. But it's so important now more than ever, especially for a mutual aid organization like Free Aid. You know, we really want to um, be able to provide as much service as we possibly can to the community and uh, get get that education out there and be at every event just in case anything happens, be there for people. So I think it, it is important to have money to be able to do that. And Mandrick's helping us make it happen. And nice. we really appreciate that. One motor boat at a time one motor right. yes one motor boat at a time we should start offering like agorist breast exams or something <laughs> oh god stop giving him ideas i'm sorry that uh, was not uh, very me. professional <laughs> oh that was very professional i'm gonna i'm gonna run with it here's the oh. thing oh jamie crane will be at pork fest oh, this year oh joy yes, oh, oh goody <laughs> What you drinking? Uh, Who's that? I don't know who that is. He does uh, Wheels of Liberty. Okay, and it's a re- really great sort of southern, silly, just hick so podcast. offensive hick hick cast. Yeah. Jody, you know how Jody, you know how great this show is. They spent two episodes ago. They spent five minutes talking about my dingus. Yes, and they use that word too, dingus. <laughs> wow, and I'm actually, around, huh? and actually, pork therapy oh, talked does. about Mandrix dingus too because. <laughs> Because we were talking about circumcision and our thoughts about um, why any parent in their right mind would want to hurt a baby like that when there's no medical benefit and all it does is remove a perfectly good part of their body and actually probably harms them quite a bit. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, there is the religious ritual that you just don't understand. And it's once they cut off the foreskin, then they make those little yarmulkes. (laughs) Oh, no. I thought... Wow, that was like a cross between Hitler and something. <laughs> Some bad joke that got spread oh, as a rumor. Wow. Oh my Return God. <laughs> Return wow. what are you doing? <laughs> actually, that was just a no, joke. No, I just the, thought the up. Moyle I didn't is, know there right, was an the actual Moyle history the, here. The, the joke is more that Moyles cut off the tips and then they have these bags that can expand <laughs> and contract <laughs> that they sew together the tips. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. It's a good thing we're coming up on our next segment because we really need a breather. (laughs) Mandrick, we do have another call on the line, but we're coming up on our last segment. So stick around. We'll bring you back. I know you had one more thing on your mind that you wanted to get out. (laughs) More with Mandrick when we return. We'll hear some more of his brilliant ideas. This is She Talk Live and we'll be back. Welcome back to She Talk Live. I just realized I did something a little unprofessional, ladies. Well, I did many things unprofessional in the last hour. I left the mics on. (laughs) That's okay. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed that little extra show. (laughs) And we are your pro radio hosts. I'm Stephanie. And Carla. And Jody. And we're She Talk Live. And of course, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. Phones are loaded up and it's the last segment. So we're going to try to wrap up these calls. And we may have a little extra special surprise in store for you after the show. But uh, yeah, you'll just have to listen to that to find out. So, ladies, last segment we were talking with Mandrick. Is Mandrick still on the line? Yeah, and now, now I've gone to the whole point. The whole reason I called in okay. was really just the, to get... The crowning glory. I, the, the crowning glory. I, I, the whole reason I called, I was leading up to this, I was using my powers to... Uh, I just wanted a third show to mention my dingus. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really Fair enough, Mandrick. Fair enough. 
<laughs> Wheels Off Liberty started it, and I thought, hey, I'm gonna, you know, and then you guys started talking about circumcision, so I called your for therapy called Stephanie's show. Exactly. And, uh, Mike Barsky. And then I was like, hey, might as well go for that third one, get the hat trick. <laughs> so now we're even, Mandrick. Now we both have a hand trick. Uh, uh, sorry, a hat trick. <laughs> what a hand am I? Trick. What am I? Hand trick, hand trick. Yeah, that, I was. I got uh, a little I, bit flustered and confused. She, Mandrick, is there I anything said, else on your mind tonight? <laughs> we got I other calls. Dingus. I said dingus, and you said hand trick. <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> I, I, no one else noticed. I guess, I so guess now the whole world knows what was on my mind. So anything Have else, Mandrick? Thanks, Mandrick. We appreciate it. Thanks Bye. for the call. <laughs> oh, it's always an adventure when Mandrick calls in. He likes to say that he train wrecks the third hour of the show, but we do have a lot of other listeners that we want to show our appreciation and love to as well. Like Michael in Connecticut. Is Michael, are you here? I'm still here, yes. Wow. Right. Thank you so much for your patience. And uh, wow, it's probably kind of like hard to... Mandrick. yeah you had called me uh at the beginning of the third hour and let me know that you wanted to talk about government regulations was that right or government politics and Mm. you know you brought up uh, the gender roles actually yes and um you know a thought occurred to me or rather the wine well the wine occurred to me (laughs) oh michael is this michael who called in a few months ago and was talking about state liquor stores yes Ah, I remember your call, Michael. Yeah, good to hear from you again. Yes. um, Working on a great Cabernet Rosé from South Africa. Oh, nice. Just like Carla. (laughs) Well, no, I'm working on a box of cheap wine. Oh, I know. Carla is from South Africa. (laughs) I'm a little rosé. I I have to say, I don't detect any accent, though. So I have to to say, I would not have uh, thought you from South Africa. So. It um yeah. I, I could talk like this, eh? Because you know, but uh, no one understands that. So <laughs> I'll yeah. just talk like you know, you Yankees do. You know, I yeah. I have to be totally honest. Um, one of the biggest reasons that Carla was like the first person I thought of as wanting to be like my co-host partner in crime on She Talk Live was because you have a very distinctive voice, and I love your voice, Carla. Oh, thank you. And not just because you're really intelligent and a good communicator, but also because you have a very um, unmistakable, cool voice. So I like that. Oh, aw. <laughs> so, arf, arf, arf. Gold star. <laughs> so Spread anyway, Michael, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Tell, tell us more about what you were what you were thinking about tonight. Um, oh, I just want to talk about the uselessness of government politics. And you brought, you know, <laughs> yes, you're talking it about is useless. Should we just end there? Yeah. <laughs> what, what more can you really say? It's like a bumper sticker you know, summary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as a person who is trying to resign, you know, I'm I'm actually still a life member of the LP, but I'm actually working on my resignation letter. Oh yeah. Right now, Are you fed up with politics. Uh, for the most part. I mean, it's yeah. one thing, you know, if you run for office to point out to people the stupidity of government politics mm-hmm. and, to, you know, to encourage agorism, to encourage people to defy the uh, coercive nature of government, that's one thing. That's mm-hmm. about the only useful thing I could see running for office, you know, to do. But otherwise, there's just no need for it. And, you know, people often... You know, um, when they bring in the gender roles, you know, people often applaud, you know, they're saying, oh, this is the first woman to be president of this or governor of this. But, you know, 
what difference does it make whether it's a woman or a man? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, or a black person or a white yeah. person or a half black, yeah. half white. Yeah. I'm like, no. Obama is half white. Why does no yeah. one ever yeah. go the white president who looks <laughs> yeah. black? I mean, come on. Because <laughs> a little bit of black. Yeah. I mean, that's just what we're used to, right? Funny. Yeah. No, who cares if... Now, who cares what gender our slave master is, you know? Absolutely. That's very well said, Michael. Uh, Yeah. In fact, I mean, I have a theory. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, God, not again. But I think actually, oh, you're not going to like this, Stephanie. But I think things (laughs) are going to get worse as more and more women go into government because they're (laughs) by their very nature (laughs) um, nurturers. And so it's for the children and it's all this stuff. And then plus that is the the feminist gender side of things where they're like, we have to be as tough as men. And then next thing you know, you rub out your eyes and you've got Madeleine Albright, you've got Hillary Clinton, you've got mm. social psychopaths yeah. running the country who are playing both those sides where they're like, we're going to get you on the nurture children, war, drugs are bad, blah, blah, blah. And, and then we're going to get tough you on, on this side. We're going to be tough and we're going to bomb little kids in this country so that yeah. our kids don't do heroin while we... Mm mess everything up yeah I oh think, I would, I that was almost a red and i almost went for the f word there <laughs> michael michael's got something to say nice. what's, what's that michael in a, in a sense i think it's kind of sexist to actually encourage you know women to get into politics you know or or men or whatever you know it's like you know it's like yeah you know, it's it's bringing up gender it's it's um it is. It's i would stupid. encourage no one to get into yeah. politics and i i wish that politics didn't exist in the first place um yeah yeah, I know. It's just so, it's so bad. And I can see using, I, you know, a lot of people start off and they're using the LP and things like that as a platform to get the, the message of freedom out. But I think as you go on and as you grow and evolve past that message, sort of, I think you realize that there are a lot of other platforms for doing outreach about the ideas of liberty as well. And perhaps they're more effective. So is that, was that your experience, Michael? Oh yeah. I'm pretty much done with the LP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still have to. I gotta. I gotta write my resignation letter either in crayon or sharpie marker. <laughs> I, I vote, vote for, for crayon. See, <laughs> <laughs> so Carla and I and are I anarchists. Do, we don't vote, but that, I do dishes. <laughs> we vote for crayon. I do dishes and I clean toilets too. <laughs> what a man! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Michael. Uh, I hope you're going to come. To, uh, can at least consider coming to Porkfest. Are you have any plans in the works to visit New Hampshire? I have. Probably not, depending on my job situation. So, okay. I hopefully uh, the store that I, you know, I work in the liquor business, but the store that I, um, the owner of the store that I work at, passed away recently. So, oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, the store's up, yeah. So the store's up for sale. So I don't know whether it's probably unlikely I'll make it there, but I'll definitely uh, sell it. Don't, and move don't, to New Hampshire. Yeah, I was like, don't buy it. <laughs> Come I, here I, I, and I, I, um, help us work on buying the state uh, liquor stores from under them. Oh, I'll buy buy for a dollar yeah I'd, I'd love i wish yeah i wish something could be done about that you know the uh yeah. the state liquor cartel that you have up well, there you know fortunately we own some politicians now <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh wow. boy i don't want to this is you know i feel dirty wine bar too, so. <laughs> well very good michael yeah. yeah, thank you so I'm much. We and I'm gonna name them. <laughs> okay, well, Michael, we we got one other. But... You can only name it if you're gonna motorboat him. <laughs> oh my god! No motorboating. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, we got one other call to get to, so we want to thank you so much, and hopefully at some point we'll get to meet you and have you visit New Hampshire and call us again sometime. We definitely appreciate oh, your thoughts. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
And let's take, in the remaining moments of the show, let's take Matt. Matt, are you there? Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to say I'm coming up to Porkfest, and I want to hang with Mandrick. <laughs> You're going to have to get in line. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that some of that motorboating like, comes my way. <laughs> well, you have to donate to Free Aid. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you know Mandrick will probably think I'm pretty cool, and I'm sure that he'll like do me a favor or two because like free aid hey i need free aid here (laughs) (laughs) well um we will certainly be there able to help anyone out but we hope you don't need our services because we don't want anyone to get hurt or sick or anything like that but we're certainly glad that you're going to maybe we're glad you're going to come to pork fest man (laughs) (laughs) okay talk to you later oh oh sorry what was that i didn't hear your last thought I said I thought I might uh, fry up some hamburgers. Oh, when I get up there, that buy sounds a great. Small grill and fry up hamburgers. Oh yeah, that that would go over well. Yeah, good deal. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I'm not in the uh, the Agora Alley or anything. I'm just kind of off the beaten path, but. Well, hey, that sounds good. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll talk about this. So we're going to record a special uh, podcast only surprise for you guys, Matt. Thank you so much for the call. We really appreciate it, and we're going to let our radio listeners say good night. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for listening to She Talk Live. We will see you next month, and I will see you next week. May or may not be She Talk Live. You'll have to tune in to find out. Until then, have a great week. This has been She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening.